Bap, bap, bap. Heather McMahon is here today. God damn it, is she an effervescent dreamboat? She's coming to talk about her new special. We get into all kinds of wild stuff. And with further ado, June 28th, 2024, I'll be in Erie, Pennsylvania at the Warner Theater. All new material. July 6th, 2024, I'll be in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Mirage Theater. And then I'll be in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada at the Great Outdoors Comedy Festival, July 17th. Come July 17th, that's going to be an outdoor thing. Me, Burt Kreischer, a bunch of jackals. I mean, I've done this show before. It's literally outside in the woods. So come murder us and get away with it. Also, I have a new special out on OnlyFans TV. Don't panic. There's no nudity or panic. There's no nudity. Sorry. (laughs) I did think about live streaming my birth on OnlyFans. I texted the guy about it. He's like, no. And I was like, oh, I thought I was going to be the one to say no to this, but okay. Um, OnlyFans has a TV side and they're really focusing on uncensored comedy nocatchof.tv slash Whitney. You can also watch the roasts that uh, we did. One of Bert Kreischer, one of me, and then my new special. If you just desperately need to get away from your family this holiday season, I can help you with that. Love you, mean it. We're talking about the poster here. We're just We're coming in hot. <laughs> What do female comedians talk about? The craft, the road, how the- insecure we are about our necks. That's what we talk about. It is just, it, but here's the other thing that's annoying. We did pick a profession where everyone mm-hmm. is looking at us from the worst mm-hmm. angle at all times. At all times. It's just, and they still love us. You got, I, I do. Do they? I, <laughs> that's why the people in the balcony seats are like, she's hot. She's the, so hot. The people in front row are like, like so, relatable. Yeah. <laughs> so relatable. So relatable. Yeah. And I wear, I've wear. i been wearing short skirts because I was like, okay, what's my best asset? My legs. You have Tina Turner legs. But yeah, I got I got Carrie Underwood legs. You really do. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to start showing those off. But I realized how much of my pussy is like <laughs> on the front row. Like I'm sitting on everyone's faces. And I've started to apologize because I sweat too. I don't know. Like, I'm like Cat Williams when I'm on stage. I've, uh, I was literally watching your special, Hilarious, mm-hmm. Brilliant, mm-hmm. going, how is she not... How does she not look like a jellyfish? I would be sweating because, you know, I get maxi pads sewn into my blazers. So I'm doing that for this next one because Great. it's a full denim, like mini skirt suit. And I was like, I'm going to sweat through it. It's disgusting. It's maxi, or there's something called Kleinert's pads. Oh. They're pads that have like, a, it's like a maxi pad that yeah. like stick on one side that you put under. Game changer. Mine is really bad. I bre- It's breast sweat. Yep. Crotch sweat. Sure. And then the nape of my neck. But my face will be fully dry. That's wild. Yes. Uh, what is that? I'm like I a feral know. cat. Well, because I also almost got Botox in my um, pussy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> looking to looking I, to try that one. I think my baby would be stillborn, uh, literally. But it, it, no, but it, if you get it in, in your armpits, the sweat has to go somewhere. Yeah, and they say the number one place is your crevice. Really? Mm-hmm. So if I already have it in my crevice, and then I get then, it, yeah, maybe then, I'm just going to be a real then armpit sweater. It'll just sweater. be. Like just squirting, squirting. just Bellagio fountaining Great. throughout the show. Listen, I've been trying to expand my male, um, <laughs> my male viewership. So this is it. So this is it. The, um, I, I know. I was like, because also one of the main things I always tell comics before they shoot specials is make sure the AC is on in the venue the night before. <gasps> Smart. So it's like 50 degrees in there. Okay, great. I'm going to freeze these bitches out but next yet, week. But yeah, your face is flawless, perfect. Looks like a piece of delicious pound cake. But the neck, these angles, it's just, they kill me. Brutal. They, it's brutal. Brutal. The number one thing I get when people meet me in person is they're always like, so, they'll say like, you're so much prettier in person. Or like, you're a lot thinner you're in so person. You're so tiny. Tiny. You're tiny. And I'm like, I'm a 14. I'm a, I'm a normal size gal, but ca- the camera specifically 4K, it doesn't. That sitcom camera doesn't Adds love me. Ten pounds to forty-seven pounds only. Yes, I just did the uh, Great American Bake Off, and they just put out the trailer today, and it's literally me hovering <laughs> over like a pound cake with my seven chins. I'm like, this is the best day of my life, and I'm like, why did I do this to myself? It's such a bummer. It's, it's like, a bummer, guys. It's not what you look like in person, but there, this angle is. Brutal. Brutal. Yep. That's why we do comedy, I guess. This is the poster for The Sopranos. <laughs> like, yeah. that's not mm-hmm. you. This is literally the cable guy. This is Capone. This, this is, is the Capone. poster for Capone. Mm-hmm. Al Capone. Yeah. 
Fuck me. <laughs> you look nothing. And I just showed her another poster for the improv thing that I'm doing where it was like I was had because when you do ponytail pulls everything back, yep. was feeling very snatched and they pick an angle that's just from below. So I've got the <sighs> Mr. Potato Head. My mouth is like center of my face. Yeah. All Jay Leno chin. And these guys can always cover it with the beard. That's yes, what pisses me off. True. The guys, no matter what, they can have mm-hmm. a wonky f-ing eye, but because they have a beard or a goatee, it covers it up. Well, Whoever wants to snatch me up, let me know. Snap, we're doing the snatch up of the neck. Yeah, we're we're gonna tape it. We're gonna do whatever. Yeah, I don't. You know, give a one fuck. time I was working with this uh, actress uh-huh. um, who I really looked up to as a as a tot. I worked with her in a TV show, and we're on. It's a you know live yeah. studio audience. Yeah, and I hug her. Uh-huh. First scene, uh, first take. I go to hug her, and then I just hear like, like clank clank clank, yeah. like on the ground. And I look down, and I see like a like a chip clip. It's like a yeah. metal yeah. chip clip that she had used. Was holding her to neck hold back? Her- Fuck me. Can you imagine how- She would just go put it under <laughs> and then do the scene and it fell to the ground and she's like, we had to go backstage and put it back on. I mean, it was pretty- That's going to be me. It honestly. worked. It worked. It worked. So you're Wonders. saying- You're saying it works. I'm saying we're going on Shark Tank next yes. week and we're doing our chip neck chip clip Chip clip. I'm down. I'm down to do whatever because- The neck is the, a tricky, it's a tricky one. The amount of times that whenever I do, especially like male comedian podcasts, the amount of times that the, the first comment is always, is that Tim Dillon in a wig? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and shout out to Tim Dillon. I love him. But there are days where I'm just like, do like, I kill they're... myself? <laughs> it's always, or it's like, is this Tim Dillon's sister? <laughs> I'm like, just because I have blonde hair with giant tits, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to comedy. Welcome to comedy. I mean, my comments are yeah. like, should we send Betty Ford over there? <laughs> so, I mean, it's, you know, you kind of can't win. But it is really tricky picking out what you're going to wear for a mm-hmm. special. This is like nailed it, hit out of the park. I like glitter suits. You yep. know, I like to put on a costume. Yep. I like to razzle dazzle. But I should show you what I am wearing <laughs> for this next special. It is, my my inspiration was Eddie Murphy Raw. Okay. okay. But we're not doing leather. Let's so let's not do red leather. No, we're not doing red leather, but the, that is the inspiration. It's it's Dolly Parton meets Cardi B. Love is it. Is the vibe. Okay. Uh-huh. We're getting a thigh tattoo. Thigh tattoo, short all denim, short glitter. denim onesie type yeah, thing. Yeah, short denim onesie glitter suit, uh bedazzled boots. Okay. Like we're we're leaning in. Okay. You know I like diamonds, I like gold. We're leaning in. You got to do it. You got to do so it. It's so classic. Yeah. So whenever you know I love all the the jeans and t-shirt kind of gals. Yeah. That's not the kind of gal I am. I don't like it when you're watching a special. The guys just look like they're um, just left Trader Joe's. Yeah, fuck that. Or work at Trader you Joe's. You could put on a suit. Why are you in shorts? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you wearing two different socks? You just like, left Sports Authority. Like, like, <laughs> Those aren't even is, open anymore. Is the tag is still on your Under Armour hoodie. Are yeah. you returning this after? The the little the, the minimal effort that these men are allowed to get away with. It's Meanwhile, wild. I got a chip clip on my neck, right? <laughs> I've got Nancy pads sewn into my pussy. I got to bump it on my crown. I got to bump it on my crown. I have so much cancerous spray tan. Oh, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And they just roll in with a pair Mm -hmm. of new Nike Dunks and a fucking cargo (laughs) short, and they're like, "Fucking gotta be on Joe Rogan." Fucking kill me. Just, I mean, I remember Louis like a bunch of specials. He was wearing a black T-shirt. And the sweat state, he had sweat stains like out of the gate. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this is Louis. They could fix this in post. I'm going into post fixing like little things. Yeah. There's a hair out of place that might be distracting. Like right. fixing every look. Can we make me not look like Steve Buscemi? Yeah. Let's take out the under eye bags because I don't need people thinking, you know, right. I'm like on cocaine or whatever. And he's just sweating through his shirt. The sweat stains aren't even the same size. Yeah, anyone it's like, in any for it's it. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Every time. Yeah, I know. I know every fucking like time. Like the the you know where the um the button is and the belt. Yeah. You know when it's like t- the belt's too tight, so the button kind of buckles. Up. <laughs> it's like the button's not even under the belt. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love you, I'm Louis. I'm so angry right this now. Is, this we isn't love, about we, the fact no, that you unzip your pants, but we're also just like <laughs> just, we're just really. I, I'm chafed because I'm actually physically chafed because the amount of glitter that I wear is I, fucking rubbing me raw. No, I remember. Yeah, my last special I wore. Well, the 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 last last one. And I'm like sewing sequins back in yeah. between and you guys are just getting blowjobs. Just getting blown in the back and in your cargo get, shorts. And just eating your like nacho cheese. And I'm like, good for you guys. Must be yeah. nice. Must be nice. But it is, I do think that entertainers should entertain. I, that's the thing. When you come to my show. Give me some pump. You're going to get. some circumstance. You're going to get a razzle. Dazzle, good. Okay. You're going to get 
You're going to feel things. Mm-hmm. You get, your taint's going to be tickled. You know, I might tap dance for you. There's going to be song and dance. I love you're going to feel all the things. You're like, it's just, you're having the most fun. I have so much fun. Because you know what the thing is about, I always was like, I want to be Santa Claus. Yes. Like, I want to be Dolly Parton. I want to love comedy. I want you to sit in that seat and be like, mm-hmm. I don't know what the just happened, but I had the best fucking time and I want more. And I'm not sure if that, if her face just <laughs> melted off. Did, did a chicken clip hit the back of the theater? <laughs> I'm not sure if she got tetanus from all mm-hmm. the, those hoop earrings. Yeah, and her rolling around on the stage, but I had a good time. I felt something. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. She either got a hernia or like sciatica is flared. All of the above. Yeah. But like, I'm entertained and uh-huh. the fact that she's in sequins makes me not worry about her as much. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm out there just. We're clowns. We're clowns. We're ridiculous clowns. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to open for myself as a character Shut until up. literally Theo told me, he goes, you're doing too much. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you don't have an opener. And I was like, no, I, I open as a character that a lot of my fans know. And I would do 20 minutes as someone else. And then new people who come to the show would be like, man, that opener was crazy. Is that <laughs> people didn't know it was me. Yes. I used to open as somebody else for myself. That's Unhinged. And then I was like, oh, you can You're just. You're like, are you R. Martin? Yes. I think I am. I think I am. <laughs> and then I finally was like, I'm just going to have an opener. I'm uh-huh. going to bring some people on the yeah, road. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. Maybe you don't have to do the quick change. The quick change out of a wig into yeah. a glitter suit. Yeah, I was no, doing no. all this, Whitney. Yeah. Uh huh. I can't. Yeah. That's why your neck's so big. It's That's... muscular. It's just from having Dude, to the take traps. Off. <laughs> just zoom in on the traps. Like, look at that. Like, it is fucking yoked. I'm, I'm yoked out. I'm... Yeah. That's like me with my hands. I got big hands I too. I have giant hands. Yeah. But you have a giant engagement ring. I do. That makes your hands look tiny and dainty. I also have nice nails. That might be Our the biggest fingernails. engagement ring I've ever seen. You know what? People, it's really not that big. You think? Well, compared to your hands. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, again, I, it took, I've been with them 13 years and this is what you get. My mother-in-law doesn't speak to me, but I got this. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, you do have amazing nails. I didn't mm-hmm. want to um, go past that. Yeah. Mine are disgusting. And I always have cracked my oh your knuckle n- knuckles. See how they don't even there's like whole spaces. In oh between. yeah, that's um yeah we, that's like that's arthritic. We don't. <laughs> it's a rheumatoid. Lo- I rheumatoid. have a little touch of the rheumatoid. Yeah. How okay? So you um uh, special is brilliant. I yeah. didn't get to hear a lot about the husband this special. It's gonna be that's what I'm shooting next week. It's an hour roast of my husband and our. First year of marriage. Love it. So yeah. you are in a place where you are about to aspiring to be a mother. Yes. That's coming soon. I'm going to be yeah. able to help you with that at some point. I'm so grateful for that. You have no idea. But now I need you to help me be a wife. Yeah, what I got What do I you. need to do? So you're on the, you're on the market looking. I'm re- I do things out of order. Okay. White trash till I die. Yes. So having a baby and now I'm ready to be a wife. Okay, great. What do I have to do? All right. So to be a wife, um, you really don't have to be good at a lot of things, okay. right? Like I, I mean, I married the typical like Italian guy. who. I don't probably, have those shoulders to give blowjobs to. I'm great at second dick. Just go ahead. Let this circulate on the internet. I'm good at it. Um, okay. So you here's the thing. What I say, this is actually decent marriage advice. Marriage is a marriage is a partnership. So the way, whenever I can't get my husband to do what I need, I, I send him down and I talk about it in like layman's terms of like, we're running a business, okay? Uh, yep. If we were going into a sales pitch uh-huh. and you didn't have your PowerPoint put together yep. and you hadn't been working on it. Yeah. We would lose the deal. And you're punching your hand. And like I'm that. punching my hand okay, like that. Okay. Get the fucking PowerPoint okay, got together. It. <laughs> so anytime I instead of nagging, you know, because when you got it, when you gotta mm-hmm. manipulate guys to do what you want, yep. I say this is a this is a business partnership. You didn't come to the table, you didn't close the deal, right? Yep. So if I'm on the road and I'm doing crazy shit and I come home and nothing's been done or anything that I asked him to do, I can do two things. I can either nag and write his ass or I just reframe it. And I'm like, how do we run this as a business? Sure. As soon as you start talking like, you know, boy math or whatever, you mm-hmm. just say business, you know. Interesting. They or perk like, up. My husband like, connects to that. Hey, we're down six points. We're down six points. Yes. And we got to get to the finish, the hash line. The hash line. The hash t- the hash line and is we where we're gotta going. Get, we got to get this pigskin <laughs> in. You got to just in the sports terminology. Sports or any sort of like gambling or business or anything like that. Yeah. And I'm having trouble finding the puck. Yeah, you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you sure are. Mm-hmm. Can Although, you help me find the Can puck? I tell you? A hockey guy would be great for you. I don't know. No. Hockey guys are hot. But they have They're lots hot. of CTE. They probably do. Mm. But I, I, I'm i friends with some hockey players. I could I could find really? you a good hockey man. Yeah. Okay. And the hockey season's long, which is actually kind of nice. They're gone a lot. They're gone. But They're at busy. the end of the day, they are ice skaters. 
They are, but have you ever seen a hockey player's ass? High, oh. tight, <laughs> juicy. I went out with a couple of the New York Rangers. Not like I was dating them. Yeah. I was friends with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And we all went out to a club one night and I was just sitting in a booth with some of the I, Rangers. I was like, oh, f- me up. They're just, uh, the asses in my face. I'm obsessed with how gay a sport is the second you take away the the, the sticks. <laughs> <laughs> like if you put the stick down and put the puck away, they're kind of just in the ice capades. Football is the gayest thing on the planet. As soon as the ball is away yep. you're, they're just in spandex you're they're, print you're prince now. they're just in spandex mm-hmm. and i mean how homoerotic is a locker room the, d- they're <laughs> tapping dicks fingering each other's buttholes it is Dude, so good. if you have the ball in your hand you're the coolest guy on the planet the uh-huh. second it's off it's, and you can tell <laughs> by the way i use them i'm one no doubt no, like you're yeah. just like it's the gayest i have a little bit of a no athlete rule though okay but I gotta, I gotta, something's I, gotta give. Th- something's gotta, I gotta give. I'm sure they have a no female comedian rule yeah, too. You know what? Most you know of what? them do. Fair. Mo- fair. fair. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think most guys have a have no, fair. no female you know comedian. I probably shouldn't throw stones. Yeah. Not yeah. I don't, here's the thing. I think athletes would get you because also our lifestyle, we're on the road. I don't tell people the way I travel is basically like I'm an NFL athlete. Can I say though? What? I do think the name of the team matters. Okay. Like so? I could date a giant. I don't know if I could date a, a jet blue jay. Yeah, blue jay. <laughs> oh, but the but they're those are Canadians. It's Toronto Blue Jays. Okay, that's baseball. Now baseball also a great sport. And uh, those guys, what, what's your physical type? I dated a baseball player once, and during sex, he put his hand, his whole hand in my mouth, and left it there <laughs> for like, like just fingers for like a while. Okay. And I had to call a timeout. Yeah, I realized I needed to speak the language he understood. Yeah, and I I don't know if he just lost his balance. <laughs> Or panic that I would talk. Uh, it was just like, oh. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a gap. It wasn't. A, I didn't know if I was supposed to lean in on it. Uh-huh. I don't. I was baffled. Okay. Yeah, that's. <sighs> I think sometimes athletes have slept with so many women that they just start like. So then where the f- do we go, though? I don't know. I don't know. It's a tricky one. I mean, I always say, like, I hope Khloe Kardashian ends up with, like, an accountant. You know, a sensible yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 I'm into it. Who doesn't want anything, it. but just wants to make sure she doesn't get audited by the IRS. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think maybe that's what we need to do. We yeah. Need to go the other way. I don't know. But doesn't hockey, that seems like a pretty early in the morning thing. A hockey in the early in the morning? No, hockey games are fun. No, really? Oh, I love, you know what? I think They're fun. Why do I And it's feel- chilly. You don't have to be outdoors. It's I think an I'm indoor about sport. swimming. Yeah, you're just <laughs> Did you ever swim as a kid? I did swim as Why a kid. Why were we up at 4 a.m. But I swim. I was a kid. My mom would always forget to tell me what time my heat was because we were like played on. We, we swam on the country club swim team. And so <laughs> I would be the fat kid in the corner wolfing down chicken tenders. <laughs> and they'd be like, Heather McMahon to block six. <laughs> Heather McMahon to block six. And oh, I'd be, I'm, I'm anxious just thinking yeah, about it. Yeah. And I would literally be running over to the no. block to jump off to do like the butterfly. <sighs> and I'd have barbecue sauce on my face. That was my journey as a child. You did the butterfly? I'm looking at the That's why your shoulders look like this. <laughs> I already, I was already set up like this. You know, this. Tim Dillon was a swimmer. <laughs> like for real. Tim, let's start a team. No, I have the largest wingspan. That's that, wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I give great hugs. You know. Aw. That, that was heartbreaking. Oh my God. I saw good dick and give great hugs. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to, we can't ask people if they want hugs anymore. And I, my thing is like, I'm from the South. I'm a hugger, you know? And that's yeah. even more obnoxious. But apparently you can't ask for hugs. Hugs what, are, where, who's the, who is this? Who is this I don't HR know. person? I, who is, who is, who are you talking to? Who have you been hanging out with? What's happening? Just <laughs> Maybe they just said it I'm to like, you. They saw your hug? shoulders and they were like, no, no hugging. Fuck no. No, fuck you no. can't break anyone's neck in here. Yeah. I, I'm not doing any of that. Well, I get at work. Yeah, I guess you're not supposed to. Do you get a lot of, since you've been pregnant and mm. are you getting a lot of creepy guys no who are like, love it? No one will touch me. Really? At all. People ask, can I, can, and it's just like, yeah, go do it. I don't Rub, care. Lube it up. I did, couldn't care less. Handful of coconut oil. Put yeah. it on here. I'm but not I trying to get stretch marks. But I don't know why you want to. Either. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say you're glowing. Well, that's so nice. You that's are. And I'm not nice. bullshitting you. As soon as I walked in, though, I said, you are, look fucking good. It's sweat. There's guys are not deterred. Okay. Is this because they know they can't get you pregnant? Oh, yeah. My tits look like the map of the subway in New York. <laughs> it's just blue how veins. Are how are your nipples? They're bigger and browner. Right. They're bigger and darker. And pretty sensitive. Yeah. See, I have a perfect areola. I really do have a Ooh, nice areola. I bet it's a nice light pink. It's a it's a nice, it's a perfect nice light pink. Uh-huh. And it's just the size is very, it's a good size. Uh-huh, and that's my biggest thing. Well, I've had girlfriends who say, Heather, do not carry your own child because you don't want those areolas. Do the nipples go back down? Yeah. 
They do. Oh, they, oh. They, oh, they go back. They're big just so the baby can find it, and then they go back. And down. that's why they get dark, I believe, yes, as well. So they can find. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nipples do wild shit. Wild shit. They also, when the baby is breastfeeding, the saliva in the baby's mouth gives feedback to the nipple on what nutrients to produce more of of what the baby's lacking. We're that's insane. It's, we're in a, it's a simulation. It's a There's simulation. None of this is real. Yeah. When you when, being pregnant, I must say there is a lot of cra- like hilarious shit that goes on. Yeah. You know. Do you get the um the vagina zingers? Uh, one more time. <laughs> The vagina zingers. All of my girlfriends who have had babies say, like, right before you're about to give birth, you just get these zingers. Vagina zingers, my zingers. first hour special. Yes, the vagina zingers. <laughs> Name of my memoir. Every joke was just about it. Um, I, uh, I, uh, Braxton Hicks is like a little contraction. Okay. You get kind of, yes. All right. I guess but it's not I, like a pulsating, like somebody's just kicked you in the twat uh-uh. feeling. Okay. Uh, not so much. All right. Well, Only when I'm riding my Sibian. Um, there are weird, you will feel just a little, I, again, I'm like a comic. We've been on the yeah. road for so long. We're I numb. Just, I We're went dead numb inside. so long ago. I actually had somebody tell me at the Delta Sky Club, this woman was like, Heather, honestly, you're going to be able to handle this. She goes, you know what it's like to be on the road and be so bone chillingly mm. tired yep, yep. and like feel it in your soul that you're like, I got to make it to Boise. What it is. She's like, you can do it. She's like, motherhood is a breeze compared to like it being on the road. It very much is, I think. So it's like, I like, I wanted to get a surrogate. I like that idea too, uh-huh. but I just... I don't know. I feel like I'd be blindsided if someone just like, here's a baby. I'd be like, see, I'm I'm good with it. I uh-huh. think about, and I know this is an awful comparison, but people have handed me pets before and those are the loves of my life and I'm actively yeah, constantly yeah. trying to breastfeed my dog yeah. and they haven't latched. <laughs> so I'm like, if you handed me a baby, uh-huh. I'm ready. Okay. You know? And I've always had it kind of on my heart that I maybe want to adopt. I mean, we'll see. I've, I've, I've got that, my fertility shit. So. I've had that. Did you look into the adoption stuff? Yeah, and it's actually quite difficult. And also, you know, different ethnicities are different prices. Oh, shit, really? <laughs> There's a price list. Well, who's most the most expensive? Uh, I think Asian kids. Yeah, because we already know kids. genetically they're set up yeah, for success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I have crippling eczema. You know what I mean? <laughs> ADHD <laughs> off the ass. My SAT scores. A I don't know if I could have done better. I literally was like, I really don't think we need to be bringing my genetics into a new person. That's how so I we'll kind of see. Feel. I was like, we need to kind of stop the family line here. And it's like nature versus nurture. Like you could yeah. give me give me a smart Asian kid. Yep. So that they already are. Go with the maths. Could probably do my taxes. <laughs> this is math. This is them tinker tinkering on the. This is this is the, the this is math. This is the letter part of the computer. But okay. <laughs> I, Just, this is my this baby is doing braille. <laughs> and then I could teach them to be a star. You yes, know? yes, yes, yes. That's the the nurture. Part. What? How soon can my baby? Are, how do we feel about babies on Instagram? All right. It depends on how much Pampers is offering. It depends okay. how much Pampers is offering. Okay. If it, it, you take the check, because in no, the it's end, like if if I'm getting the otherwise, it's actually morally wrong. I don't think it's morally wrong when the celebrity is like, oh, my baby didn't choose whether or not they want to be on the Internet. Yeah. I just think nowadays there's a lot of fucking creeps. So yes. it's like a safety thing. I'll tell you what. There's what? these like TikTok moms uh-huh. that have their baby in the bathtub and their baby in this. And I'm getting yeah. my baby dressed. And you'll go like, oh, it's got like, you know, 50,000 views, 2,000 uh-huh. downloads. No. And the, are the children, ma'am, not ba- uh, clothed? Take it down. Take it down. Yeah. Why is there two thousand downloads? That's fucking weird. That's a hard no. Did you hear about that? Late- and why does your baby have more downloads than, than my me? Spe- special trailer. <laughs> why is your why? baby getting more views than my Netflix hit, The Sun I Never Had? Also, why did you put the fa- Paris filter on your toddler? <laughs> oh, my my children will be filtered. Are you kidding me? Thank uh, you. Let me um ask more about your marriage. Yes. So, so you meet someone, how do you know, this is like so, what mm-hmm. is love? Mm-hmm. How do you know? That it's the right person. Yeah. Okay. Well, I gotta be honest with you. My journey was not totally normal. As soon as I met Jeff, he walked into a gay bar in New York. He walked into the bar and I said, that's women to marry. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I turned to our friend, our mutual friend. She's like, Jeff. And I go, him, who is he? She's like, that's my buddy, Jeff. And I just said it out loud. That's what I'm going to I don't, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I just felt it in my soul. I don't know what to tell you. But I kind of think if we were all like vibrating on like a frequency, mm-hmm. like didn't overthink it, we probably do know that. Yes. It, here's what I would say. It should be easy. When you're dating somebody, it should mm. be easy. That's the best the relationship's going right, to get. And well. I think I might have said this last time, but literally, it should be, if it's tough when you're dating and you're unsure, it's not the right person. Mm. It's not the right person. If you're going like, I don't know how they feel about me, da, 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 da. I don't know about this, I don't know about that, 
No. I need that hug right about now. Yeah. You want me to hug you? I need that hug. <laughs> and then how is he dealing with your ascension? Well, he loves it because he's playing a lot of golf right now. Okay, nice. So he's semi-retired. Just nice. live, laugh, love him. <laughs> and it's interesting. So this entire new hour that I've been doing is just, it, I mean, it really is a roast of my husband. Nice. And the other day I got really panicked and I was in tears. And I said, Jeff, I know he loves the material because it's it's great. And I yeah. was like, I don't want you to leave me. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I just want you to know that this is going to be out in the world. Mm-hmm. And I am so worried about like one day you resenting me because I've been making jokes. He's mm-hmm. like, Heather, all these other guys do is talk about their f-ing wives oh. and their kids. He was like, let it rip. He was like, said, if you let knew it rip. the way I talked about you to my friends. <laughs> in the men's locker yeah, room was, at our like, country club. Trust me. You were a and a Why half. do you think I have my own laptop? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he, I, I really did kind of panic. I was like, why the am I caring? These are, you know what I you mean? You should do a little thing with him where he gets to make fun of you back. Yes, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, and he's just like, your <laughs> neck, your loose neck, those, those traps, you dumb bitch. You give <laughs> yeah. like, and your blowjob sucks. <laughs> and I'm just like, why am I here? Your, yeah. your bronzer's too dark and your eyelashes suck. <laughs> it's, it's him that on Reddit. pussy sucks. <laughs> Don't mind me, I'm just refreshing my concoction that Whitney made. So I lost my dad uh, a couple years ago. Right. Lost my mom December. Mm-hmm. Grief, man. Yeah. Not grief. Great. I love that you talk about in the special. Yeah. And I love that you talk about the logistics of death. No one tells you about the logistics of death. I call it the business of death. When Dude. someone dies, honestly, that's our million dollar business. I'm telling you. I've got an idea for it. Literally like wedding planners, like death planners, okay? Yep. And, and my dad died of cancer and he died very quickly. It was only a week. You had no heads up. We had no heads up. But I think about it like, all right, you know mom's getting sick or something. Why don't you just like like start mm-hmm. planning? Because then I've got people blowing my phone up, mm-hmm. ask me this shit. I had yep. to plan the funeral. We had, to, you know, and I, if I could have gone back, I would have done it differently because mm-hmm. I didn't have like. No one tells you where to print the big obituary that goes on the easel. Yeah. You're like at Kinko's, just like, can you print the, You're like, the Kinko's the night before the service, hysterical on three Xanax. That's right. You're, and, and, you know, yeah, just planning the business debt, then also doing it, estate stuff, taxes, having to go through all that shit, mm-hmm. you know, and then all these people come out of the woodwork yep. and they're like, oh, either looking for money yep. or they say like, hey, your dad said he was going to give me this loan for a boat. And you're There's like, always a storage unit no one knew about. Always a storage unit. There's always some storage mm-hmm. unit. Some woman has, has a key. Yep. Her name's always like Cynthia. It's always Cynthia. Cynthia. Oh my God. It's always Cynthia. Cynthia. She, she's got a vest with like a festive button. Uh-huh. She wears pins. She's, she always likes to put her hand on the table and go, I really knew your dad. <laughs> I loved your dad. I knew your dad. And I'm like, I don't, you were not his type, but if you were fucking mad, I knew your daddy. Oh my God, your daddy. Uh, the way he would talk about you. Oh my God. He when, was like, when? He was yeah. so proud of your career. So this was recent. <laughs> He's been dead eight years. Wait, what is happening? Cynthia, he has seen none of this. He's been yeah. dead for all of this excitement. Oh, so he bought you that wedding ring you're yeah. wearing. You're so, are you my mom? Like, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. I had that kind of oh, chaos. I mean, everything about the funeral and was- And no thanks, you can keep the rosary. Yeah, just keep the rosary, You can please. keep that, yeah, yeah. Every, it was really Your dad wild told to me to give this to you. <laughs> what? He did? Can I tell you the most f***ed up thing in the world? Okay, the first Valentine's Day, my dad died at Christmas, so that next Valentine's uh. Day- my mom got flowers, roses, and they were like written from somebody like fr- like from my dad. It wasn't my dad because when my dad was dying, it was seven days. It was very quick. So I called the florist and I literally am like, hi, just want to figure out who sent these. It said like sending love from above, miss you, Robin, Kyle. So I called the How florist. How did she receive that? She, of course, in a weird way, was like, oh, I don't know. She just was like, it was a sign or your dad must have sent it when he knew he was sick. So I called the florist and it was like a Cynthia. It was like my dad's old um, assistant who had sent the flowers just because she thought it would be sweet. I was like, I need the name and the phone number of whoever sent these because my dad's dead. And I never had the heart to tell my mom because I was like, this is just weird. Fuck. Yeah. They sent the flowers. Who paid for it? She did. The the assistant. Mm-hmm. And this is not this is this was not like an affair thing. They just thought it would be a sweet gesture. Sure, sure, sure. And I was sure. like, no, no, f-ing creepy, no. I would have had a heart attack. I did have a heart attack. My dad always shows up though as a yellow jacket or a bumblebee. Ooh, have you been visited by any of your dead relatives I've yet? I've been stung by your dad. Okay, great. A couple times Heavy recently. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yellow jackets will chase you underwater. If you go underwater, they'll yeah. wait for you to come back up. Yeah. Well, when I'm doing the butterfly stroke, he's trying to get me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but wait, hold on. Can I go back, yeah, go back. really yeah. quick to the logistic? Because no one tells you when you cremate, 
that you have to scoop out the, if you're going to put it in an urn, uh -huh. it comes in a box. You get it in like a FedEx box. <laughs> you do. And then it's a bag. And you kind of are like, no one tells you how many pounds the ashes actually are. You're right. like, okay, my mom was whatever, 140 pounds. Good and for you, her. You get this by, <laughs> by the time the hospice ended. <laughs> right, right, And right. then you also are kind of like, there's no way this is all just her. Like, they don't clean in between every right. burning. This is, this is the, the you know, the Johnson family this that is, died in that horrible, fiery crash. This is like a crash. couple people from Encino. You yeah. know what I mean? It's They don't totally, right? She's like, okay, this is mostly my mom. Uh-huh. But probably a couple other. And then no one tells you that when you have to, there's like hard bits in there. So I didn't notice the hard bits, but I think I got bamboozled. Because in our like funeral package, they said that they would take a thumbprint of my dad and turn it into like a silver necklace. And when I got the thumbprint, yeah, it's a thumbprint. So it's like a little okay. thumbprint on a medallion and I don't have it on my necklace. And literally I engraved something on the back, something my dad used to say. And I got it and I was like, this is not his fucking fingerprint. This is a generic fingerprint. You know that they give this to every single person. That's my theory about sonograms. Yeah. Every sonogram I it's see looks exactly the same. same. I'm like, this is not. All the babies have the cute button Yeah, nose. they're all like me. Uh -huh. I'm like, I don't know. Seen mm -hmm. that one. Mm -hmm. So you got chunks of your mom? Yeah, there, I was like, I don't know if this is a tooth or a button or a, <laughs> yeah. or a, 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 a mammary organ. Gland. I don't yeah. know if this is a what. I had to go in. brain? And identify my dad because my dad died in Texas. So we had to fly him back to Atlanta. So we gave the funeral home like an outfit to put him in. And then we decided we had to cremate him because he was too fat for the casket. And so I had to go in because when you ship a body. That story is beyond. <laughs> it's insane. And so I had to go in and identify him. And I, my mom and my sister were like, we're out. So I'm standing in this room. No. My dad was a big dude. And I'm standing in this room and he's like in the corner. And they're like, is that him before they cremate him? Because somebody else has to get eyes. And I was just like, and she kind of looked at me. She's like, you can go up to the casket. I was like, I'm not fucking going uh -uh. up to the casket. He just flew from Texas. Uh -uh. He's sweaty. You know I what I mean? Like, I'm not doing this. No. Yeah, that was traumatizing. I'm still working through that one. It's, there's a lot of like little things that you just don't, like there's the bills and there's yeah. a lot of um, like questions about exhuming. and A lot of exhuming. And then people have an opinion. Like yeah. if you cremate, we cremated my dad because he was too fat for the regular casket. So we had to get a, it was either like spend more money on a bigger casket or get more uh -huh. land. And my mom was like, fuck it, right? Yeah. Like, we're not doing this shit. <laughs> so then people had an opinion. They were like, wow, you cremated? I'm like, yeah, what, what was yeah. I supposed to do with a 270 pound <laughs> dude? What was I supposed to <laughs> do, Cynthia? You know, like get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and also like I have this theory about, I don't think, Okay, so rent prices, home prices are going up. I'm like, I feel like our ancestors would want to not be taking up all this land with their dead bodies so that we could have it to have rent prices go down. I absolutely, inflation is a bitch. Don't you think the best way to get housing prices to go, get rid of all the cemeteries, build out. The, the slogan is like, less inflation, more cremation. Yes. There you go. <laughs> and that's why I'm running for president. <laughs> okay, so I did just take my hair down so you guys see what Nutrafol has done to my hair. I mean, it is pretty incredible. So let me just cut to the chase. I had a child and I was fully balding, straight up. I used to have thick, voluptuous hair. And then all of a sudden I turned into Phil Spector. Okay, I had these short little like baby hairs all around my face. I think that the balding Willis pregnant thing, it's nature's way of making sure you don't procreate again too quickly. I don't know the biological basis, but it started when I was pregnant. And I'm just going to tell you the true story about my journey with Nutrafol. I went to Dr. Ben Talley. <laughs> he is like the about doing a laser treatment. He's the Hollywood genius aesthetic guru. I said, why am I balding? And he was like, you're pregnant and you need to get on Nutrafol. This was like before they even sponsored the podcast. So he's who turned me, the real live, real doctor told me to do that. I ordered it. I have been taking this religiously. I used to have to, remember when I was pregnant, Pat, I used to have to spray my scalp in order to not look like a rotting corpse to like fill in the bald spots. And now that I have been taking Nutrafol, I mean, I haven't brushed all this new hair that's grown in, but <laughs> I no longer have to worry and I don't have to spray paint shellac. I don't have to worry that it's dripping down my face when I sweat on camera. So thanks, Nutrafol. You've saved me a lot of embarrassment. And now I look like an electrocuted lion. 
Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve hair growth, visible thickness, and strength. Nutrafol's physician-formulated hair growth supplements use science-backed ingredients. They're drug-free. Patented technology provides consistent, reliable results. Thinning hair is different for men and women. Nutrafol has multiple unique formulas to provide exactly what their body and hair need to grow based on their biology and age. It also, guess what? Works. In clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol, men's hair growth supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol, women's hair growth supplement for six months. The other ones were liars. That is Nutrafol.com. Promo code good for you. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. I mean, look at me. I eat stress for breakfast, and I look like I have a full-on weave. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code good for you. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com. Also, the packaging is amazing, and you know that's like my main priority in products. Nutrafol, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Promo code good for you. Okay, so here's my deal. I have a shopping addiction. Let's just let's just say it how it is. It's a problem. I admit it. But I am at the point in my life where I need to start dressing like I'm somewhat of an adult. I have a child. I can't keep dressing in vintage shirts from gas stations. I can't keep looking like I just moseyed out of a rehab in Santa Fe. I'm a full adult. I can't have the same clothing as my son. But sometimes high quality clothes are just stupidly expensive and it makes mommy angry. Not anymore. Enter Quince. Quince. Quince offers a range of high quality items at prices within reach, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50. That's insane. Washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Thanks, Quince. What? Did I get wrong, Pat? 50 to 80%. Holy sh... I, I thought 50 was high. Pat just mansplained me <laughs> that the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. That's... What is it, Pat? Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it really is unbelievable. <laughs> Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes so that you won't be getting any cute sweaters covered in the tears of children. So, because nobody is cuter than me these days, I'm very into navy and brown, okay? It's called being sophisticated. Why don't you try it? Okay, I got this brown jersey dress. I wear it constantly, and it's so cute, and I wear it with Doc Martens, low-cut Doc Martens, and a cashmere quince button-down sweater like the 90s dream girl I am. It's very Winona Ryder meets Liv Tyler, eat your heart out vibes. I'm also very into cream right now. My cream, I think it's downstairs, my cream cardigan from Quince. Uh, it's the same color as my child spit up. Thanks, Quince, for making sweaters the same color as breast milk. You get me. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Whitney for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Quince.com slash Whitney. Get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Whitney. I dated this really shitty guy in college and actually we didn't even date. I think I thought I was his girlfriend and he was, was like, there you any, know. is there such a thing as dating in college? No, actually, that's a great point. I kind of was like, and I was dating this guy. And I was like, let me stop myself right <laughs> there. You give me a hand job let at me, the yeah, Sigma <laughs> Pi house. Okay, pump the brakes to it. Like dating, there's that's never happened in college before. But the thing is, because I went where <laughs> my I went, college boyfriend. Okay, <laughs> okay, all right, Tyler. <laughs> so stupid. But in like you know, because I was in a sorority, you you thought you were dating people when they took you to a fraternity formal. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? They're like, if you were going to like the KA ball or whatever, sure. then you're like, yeah, that's my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, but they were not. None no, of these people claimed not, there's me. no such thing on Four Loco and no. Zima. <laughs> that's not even a thing. I miss Four Loco. That was fun. Well, we were, I mean, at a time, Four Loco, Jolt. Jolt. Remember Jolt? 
Remember Gatorade gum? Yeah. We were high performing before any of them. And honestly, now that I've moved to this, like, you know, the Gary Brecca, the this, that, all yeah. these like TikTok people are telling you how to optimize your life, 30, yeah. 30, 30, or whatever the fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I've never been more tired in my just life. Just be 30. <laughs> be 30. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Just be 30, be just, 30. Just be 30. But what are you doing? I, I'm doing all of it. My hydration is at another level. Good. I'm still exhausted. I'm still tired. I'm yeah. a little nauseous. We were talking about that. I'm nauseous all the time. Yeah. You know, what? like what's going on? What is that? I I, I know that my salts are low. My mm, blood sugar's low. Yeah. I don't know. I'm doing too much. Do you know your blood type? Uh, B negative. Hmm. Mm. Mm. There was that blood type diet. Did yeah, you ever read yeah, that? Yeah. Well, it's, I just got into it because when you're pregnant, usually they say what you're craving is what the, based on the baby's blood type. Do they already know the baby's blood type? That's probably a dumb question. I, no, it's not a dumb question. And I think the answer is no, but they're like, you. It, he's probably O if you're really into eating meat, which I am right now. Really? Probably. Yeah, what have you been craving? Like a um, rack of ribs? Sex with strangers. <laughs> <laughs> sex I, with strangers okay. and money for a baby nurse. <laughs> I might have not been food at all. They've been emotional. You're doing the night nurse, right? Doing a night nurse. Yeah, you have to do a night Can nurse. have a night nurse from Trinidad. Yeah, as one does. Yes, not, yeah. no white women are allowed near my baby. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. What, are you going to let a Lindsay in your <laughs> home? Out of your Fuck mind? no, no. You think there's an Amber allowed within? <laughs> that's the Amber alert. That's the Amber no alert. No nannies name Amber within 20 miles of my child. No, yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. I want women that just are not going to overthink it. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing this for thousands of years and meth heads do it in the woods. And like, also, a Trinidadian woman's going to look at you and be like, shut the f- up. Yeah. You know, when you come in with your tinctures and your crystals and your weird white woman, uh-uh. they're gonna be like, sit the f- no, down, no, no. just get me the Benadryl. I Chill. was like, I just need a wife. Yeah. Yeah. I just need a wife. I need like a bad bitch who's gonna tell me what to do. And she basically goes, You go sleep. Yeah. That's- You're going to sleep now. I don't even think people should have baby showers anymore. Like, if you were really gonna help out your girlfriends, because I'm the only one out of my friends without kids, it's take all the money you'd spend on a baby shower, baby yeah. gift, and yep. just donate to the night nurse. Yep. That's, That's what it. you need. That's it. That's what you need. You can buy your own pampers and shit. Just get the night nurse. Yes. And so what, yeah. what do you think when you, cause I, I still, I have eggs on ice. I'm yeah. thinking about maybe doing the IVF thing or a surrogate yeah. thing at some point. There's like no good time to do it. There's no good time. You, you know what Christina P told me? She what? said though, she said, Heather, babies bring TV blessings. And I have a TV show that I've been trying to get picked up forever. Let's do this. <laughs> right? Yeah. She said that she's like, don't wait, just do it. But she said, as soon as you get pregnant or as soon as, you know, IVF works or with a surrogate or whatever, she's like, that's when you're is and, really t- start to take off. And then something starts, not only because things get very clear, like there's this clarity that just happens where you're right. like, well, should I do this or this or this? It's just like, that's the thing I'm doing next. Because I think right. that you have so many opportunities and when there's a lot of opportunities, you're like, kind of want to do all of them or just can't decide between. Uh-huh. Once, as soon as I was pregnant, the order became clear. Really? You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to do, write this movie and then I'll do the TV and then I'll tour and then I'll do this instead of being like, well, let's just do all of them at once yeah. and do them all kind of poorly or all kind of frazzled or all kind of exhausted. Uh-huh. And yeah, there's a clarity that comes with it. And there's also just like deadlines. So I was like, I was like, I might shoot this as a special. I might, as soon as I was pregnant, I'm like, boom, schedule the special to, you know, comes out next week and it's just done. And then I'm like, I owe this movie. And I just like banged the outline out last night. I was like, I don't really have an option. Okay. Then that's what I needed to hear. My thing is like with some of this stuff that I'm like in, like I'm performing, I'm doing this. That's the other thing. It's like, mm-hmm. we're, I'm, I, I got to be the one in front of the camera. You get the whole better time. at time management. Yeah. All right. I think we get better at managing our time. I always say like, if you need to show run well, hire a mom. I always say like, I think all women have some form of ADHD because we're so good at doing all start, the things. Yeah, we have to multitask. And every man is kind of on the spectrum because they're only able to like really focus on one thing. Yeah, you which know? is why we compliment each other. Yes. It doesn't have to be like, we don't have to be crazy. They don't have to be dumb. It's mm-hmm. just like you're, it's our job to go like, is that a threat? Is that a threat? And then it's right. like, that's a threat. And they're like, Gah. if I need Jeff to do something well, I know he's going to execute it. Mm-hmm. But if I need to like plan a trip, do the laundry, do all these other things, like he just knows I'm going to get it done because I've got my brain's rattling. Have all the you time. ever been like, this fight might be it? Um, like, do what? Do happily married people ever go like, yeah, we go, I fucking hate you right now? Oh yeah, absolutely. But I, I, I am one of those people where I can say I'm sorry. Jeff's yeah, a little that's more the key. like he's stubborn, but I, I, I don't want to f-ing fight with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when I see someone, that's almost. I don't want to fight. I kind of think you just hit the nail on the head, and my brain is so backwards it's i know you're the one because i don't want to fight with you i don't why do i want to fight you're my buddy we I have don't fun. want to i don't want to fight now there are days where i'm like get your mm-hmm. together when my upper lip gets stuck and i start <laughs> you know fr- like he knows and i'm but here's the thing i'm very chill yeah until i'm not 
And then it's like, wash the f*** out. Mm-hmm. No, but I, I'm on the road a lot too. So that's why I still like him. Mm. It's people who don't get out. Mm-hmm. Some of my girlfriends, when yep, you yep. Know, they're in the house, especially if you have kids, I can only imagine, you need to get out. Women need to have their own time. You got to have some like absence. You got to have some absence. Do you feel like your brain changed creatively when you went through that grief? Um, oh, absolutely. I had a totally different point of view and perspective. Yeah, and then no, you get so much more decisive. You're like, should I say this or this? I'm saying this. This is what just- I'm saying. It's just, it, I centered myself. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like I always say when you go through grief, now I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just, you know, it's interesting. Even though I went through like the worst thing in the world, which was losing my dad, who was like the love of my life. I had a great yeah. relationship with my dad. Now when I feel joyful things, they're so much more joyful in a weird way. Yes, yes. Now I'm like, let's fucking go. Yeah. You know, I don't know. When you felt that level of pain. Uh-huh joy becomes more joyful. So joyful. You know, because yeah. you appreciate it so much more. You do. I mean, the I, laughs are so, like, now when I'm, like, watching a comic, you used to be like, huh, mm-hmm. like, huh, that's a good joke. Now I'm, like, enjoying watching comics. You're like, life is short. Yeah. I want to hear some dick yeah. jokes. Yes. This stuff is silly. Yes. Before yeah. my set, instead of sitting backstage being like, I, like, watch comedy. I'm, like, a comedy fan all of a sudden because, like, I need comedy now. I, I, I've i been that way for a long time. Like, I love going to people's shows. <laughs> people are like, why are you on my show? I'm like, because I want to, I'm, I'm rooting for you. Yeah. I'm, you're in my town. I have a night off. I'm going to go see your show, you know? Dude, like, it's so this wild. This is weird Grief, that you're being supportive. I started praying. Oh, yeah. Started praying. I, you, you, you know, everyone's like, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in God. Until... You need to believe in God. You uh-huh. know you believe in God when you open with, hey, God, I know it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Which means I guess I always did. Yeah. And I'm apologizing. Like, it just, I found myself being like, can it just not be this week? Or can you right. just get me through? And I just found myself being like, grief just changes you in so many wild ways. I remember being in the hospital and they were like, you know, my dad ba- was basically going into renal failure because he had pancreatic cancer. And I remember saying that prayer. And I've always been tied with the Lord. That's just been my journey. Yep. I lo- you know, shout out, big up to God. And I was sitting there and I was like, don't, this can't be, this can't be it. Like, you're not going to take him. Out of all mm-hmm. the people, I'll mm-hmm. do whatever the fuck you want. I, I will become a missionary. You yep. can negotiate. With with when my, um, one of my dogs was sick during the pandemic, I was like, I, uh, I was like, I'll give you the house. Uh huh. You can take the house from me if I can just keep the dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you, yeah. I'm like, take the Audi. I don't yeah. care. Take, take whatever you want. Just let me keep this love. Yeah. I I prayed a specific thing. This is so cheesy because I know we're all giggles on this podcast. But I said when my dad died, I go, please just give me financial stability to take care of my family. Mm. That's all I wanted. Now it was years later. There was a minute where we were sweating, <laughs> but now I'm like, okay. Um, I I can do this. It's going to be okay. Because mm. I didn't know what to do. I was just like, please let me, give me wisdom and let me be able to take care of my family. And I'm not pawning this ring. So yeah. <laughs> I just- <laughs> I love my jewels. I love my jewels so much. <laughs> and by family, I mean my fingers for my special. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just so, it's, it's interesting because it's like, I do feel like also when you lose someone, for a couple months, you can kind of only be around people that have gone through it. Listen, I say that is the defining moment. When you have conversations with people who've never been through something like that, mm-hmm. you just look at people like they're f-ing idiots. Also, can we do a, okay, we're starting this business. Yeah. Because also, can we do like a, I want to be the person who comes and goes, okay, your dad's going to die in a week. I need your laptop. I'm yes. going to change all your passwords. Yes. Because you guys loved the um, Patriots and yeah. it's all, they're all Patriots, one, two, three, and your dad, that's all your passwords, uh-huh. right? Because like when someone's dog's about to die, they're like, what do I do? I'm like, change your passwords. Cause I know all your passwords is your dog's name. That's a good point. And it's going to destroy you for the next couple of months. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to come in and in your calendar, it says father's day on the Apple calendar. Right. Just when you're like getting over it, it's just like you look through it, it's like Father's Day and you're like, fuck. Just change it to Cinco de Mayo. Every, On Father's every day. day, I'm going to take Instagram off your phone yeah. for a couple days leading up to it. Like there's just like a couple things nobody tells you about that are going to blindside you. That and also even if that person's on their deathbed being like, I need the, the bank codes. I need the, you know, I need that information. Yep, yep. That was the wildest thing. And any women listening to this even if you don't run the finances in your house, you need to know. You know, you know all the codes. And there's a pin and there's a mother's maiden name. And yep. there's a where you got to know where your dad, the hospital he was born in, because that might be his Bank of America password. You need to have you need to know where the file folder of bank statements and tax returns for the last 20 years of his business wild, were. Because somebody might just show there, up. It's hint. It's in the box with the rubber band. <laughs> really? There's and, a and thick, the old Playboy. There's a thick rubber band. And then there's like like a. Not the chip clip, but it's yeah. like the black thing with the flop. With the things yeah. that come down. Just look for the yellow legal pads. You look, yeah. <laughs> it's always, you're like, this is how you ran your life? 
Insane. Insane. I still have a couple of my dad's shirts and sweaters and mm. I gave them to my husband and it's sweet. Um, and when my husband wants to get laid, he always has on like one of my dad's like cashmere sweaters. I'm like, is that my dad's? And it I'm is- like, why do I suddenly want to have sex with you? <laughs> I, I also, know. there's something just so funny about like just the the way that you're coping, like going through his sh- where you're just like, how many paperweights, like how windy was it back then? What did you need? How windy, how, like paperweights, we don't even need. Oh, the, the <laughs> golf memorabilia, the amount of tees and balls yeah. and photos of Tiger Woods. I'm like, were you jerking off to him? What are we doing here? This it's, is getting weird. It's just so funny to just like mm-hmm. go through the shit and then just be like, okay, like I can just like enjoy him in this whole other like way, you know? Yeah. But it is wild. It is. My mom had so many scrunchies. Oh, so many pashminas. Oh, the the amount of pashminas. My mom is on her way to L.A. right now. Periwinkle. I mean, periwinkle, mm -hmm. light pink. There was a couple beanie babies in the mix. None of them valuable. I checked. The amount of tank tops from the Gap. Just color coordinated. Razorbacks. A lot of the the Banana Republic bra built in. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I I tell my mom all the time, like, we got to clean this out because it is I'm already weird. stressed. Like, what do you do with it all? What do you do? You can't throw it away. I have a storage unit that's just, like, dead parents' clothes. Oh, fuck. Because you're like, throwing it away is just weird, but not throwing it away is even weirder. And my mom's very petite, so I, it's not like I can wear any of her fabulous yeah, stuff. I could wear my dad's clothes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I kept certain things. Like, I kept my dad's golf clubs. I still have. Um, we ended up getting rid of his car. My dad had this like sick car and we sold it to a neighbor. And then a week after we sold it to the neighbor, because my mom was like, I just can't have it in the garage. Yeah. The neighbor's son crashed it. <laughs> like literally just totaled it. Handled. Handled. And I think it, that was my dad being like, this little for driving this car. This show sponsored by BetterHelp. Y'all know I take therapy very seriously. And look, as you're about to have to hear about a billion times, I did have a child. And the number one tip I get is watch out for the postpartum depression. And look, I don't think I've gotten it yet. I haven't brushed my hair in 13 days, but that's just called fashion. But I'm also in therapy and I make sure that regardless, even if I'm feeding my baby or if he's defecating in my hands, that I don't skip therapy appointments because that's where I process my feelings. That's where I release resentments, fears, talk through issues I am having and am able to say my insane thoughts out loud to a therapist who doesn't judge me. And then I feel way less insane. Honestly, so much of my frustration and anxiety in life is about just letting it all out to a safe person who isn't going to judge me or gossip or tell someone else or bring it up every time we hang out. Sometimes I just needed to say my feelings out loud and that was it. And just confirm with someone that their feelings, not facts, and then move the F on. Other times I need to work on a solution. Like the other day, I did tell my therapist about how stressed I was about buying Christmas gifts for everyone with the new baby. And she was like, yeah, you're not going to do that this year. She was just very straight up about it. If you have a baby 10 days before Christmas, you don't need to buy gifts. I don't know why I need to pay someone to tell me that. Incre- incredible. Incredible. I was like, but how am I going to drop them off with the, with the baby in the back seat? Like, we're not doing gifts. Sanity restored. If you are thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime. No additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Whitney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Whitney. Can I ask, mm-hmm. um, because I related so much in the special you're talking about, um, you know, your dad, do you think your dad wanted a son or do you mm-hmm. think he just treated you like, cause I love that it's called yeah. son I never had, but my uh, dad was so uncomfortable with the fact that I was a girl. He, my dad loved being a girl dad. Loved it. Love it. Was obsessed with it. That was the thing. Like even my sister, we always talk about like my dad said like, you are my daughter. You can do whatever the f- you want. I mean, obviously the joke is because I physically emulated my father, but no, my dad loved being a girl dad. So cool. And my dad would be the dad who would take all of us on like a Six Flags trip. You know, he loved being the dad with all the girls. My dad, bless his heart, like he would take us to Six Flags, but he wouldn't put sunscreen on us. (laughs) The entire- That's just a dad. For two weeks, we're like, can't open our eyes, like Uh peeling, you know, just like, but he- didn't know how to, to, like, I think me being a girl made him so uncomfortable. Really? I also think, like, I'm seeing this with my guy friends. This is not science. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but guys I know that were kind of like womanizers tend uh-huh. to have daughters. Uh, ab- all my exes have daughters. It's some weird karmic thing that's mm-hmm. like, oh, now you have to worry about all of the 15-year-old boys that were like you. And now you, for the rest yep. of your life, have to, like, deal. You were a creep. 
Now you're going to have two daughters. Yes. Good luck. Now to you're going to be like fighting 18 year olds in a parking lot. Uh-huh. So, so I think because he was very womanizery. So I think by the time I came along, he was like really protective of me, but also really awkward around me. Yeah. And like if a tampon commercial came on, I would like get up and leave. Oh, my. I talked to him for weeks. My dad was the one who really gave me the birds and the bees conversation. So wild. I was going to prom and I was like a little bit younger going to a different school's prom. And I remember my dad was driving me there and he literally was like, here's a deal. Cause I went to this, this like Uber, like conservative school. He's like, I know your school's t- not telling you about dick okay he's like <laughs> but here's the deal he's like sex is a good thing it's a beautiful thing if it's consensual and you make sure that you feel good about yourself and I remember being like this is not a normal conversation that a dad has with their daughter and he was just like don't listen to your mother she'll tell you not to have sex till you're 45 like you just make sure that they're respectful of you and that way you'll have respect for yourself Whoa. and I remember when I got to college I was like oh I, I that that set me up for success in the long run Whoa. because my dad was like have respect for yourself you know now I did make some horrible blackout decisions <laughs> But um, I'm glad that my dad, too, had a great relationship with my husband. So they got to me. That's so cool. That was beautiful. But there are days where I look at my husband, even down to, like, what he has for breakfast, and I'm like, oh, I might have, like, I have daddy issues because I'm marrying an absolute, like, like, version of my dad. I love that. Yeah, they have to have, like, a full lumberjack breakfast in the morning or they can't function. My dad went to Waffle House every morning. Every morning. Yeah. That is so wild. Yeah. But I'm like that. That's a very Southern thing, too. My aunt would, when I lived in Virginia— Every like before school, sausage, mm-hmm. biscuit, gravy, bacon, yeah, there, cornbread, like a whole thing. I'm pretty sure Waffle House is what killed him. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> the lawsuit is pending. Yeah, <laughs> but at, at the Waffle House by our house, they have a little plaque where my dad would sit every day. Yeah, and then like one of the this is how good of a guy he was. One of the servers um, had got sold like a bad loan, and my dad took his legal team to help the, them get their house back like that. And I learned about this all after my dad had passed. That's pretty rad. Yeah, they were like, just so you know, this is why your dad has a plaque here because he took care of us because he just loved his people, you mm. know. And I um, mean, his people were the Waffle House staff, and I'm like, that's that- a commendable thing. That's the best. Oh, God. God, why do they have to be dead? You know, it's always the, I know. It's the, always the, the shitty good ones. ones are still alive. It's always the it's good the ones. the good ones are gone. I know. Harvey Weinstein's going to live forever. <laughs> Bill Cosby, live forever. Ever. Ever. And then the good ones. Yeah. We lose. We lose. Yeah. And I think, you know, I never really had any success until after my dad died. So I think it's like a weird, like he was, he's never been able to see any of it. So he loved you for you. He loved me for me. Well, he used Must to call me. Must be nice. Me. Must be nice. He used to call me every day and be like, when are you going to come over to the mortgage biz? He was terrified of me getting into comedy, not because he didn't think I'd be successful, but he had like no connections. And I was like, I can't yeah. help you in this biz, but if you want to get into real estate or mortgages or credit or whatever. You're like, no dad, I do an impression of you. It's yeah. doing great. Yeah. <laughs> my impression of you is killing. It's hilarious. He he would call me all the time like, hey, I think you could sell townhomes like hotcakes. Like, what are we yeah, doing it's true. trying to do improv comedy? That's true. If you can get people to pay money to see a woman talk. My God. <laughs> imagine. The imagine the house you, you can, can sell. sell. I know. I always am like, I could be such a good salesman. I can convince people to hear a woman's opinion for money. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm okay. I'm also the easiest sell, too. Hmm. Because I get so excited. If you come to me with your wares, if you hmm. ring my doorbell, you could be selling used dildos. And I'm like, you got a sales pitch? Uh-huh. I want to hear it. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, you had the balls to come up. I'm buying 10. I love I'm that. The easiest person to sell to. I was born to be a Mary Kay makeup lady. Absolutely. I was born you are. in the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Like ML, I'm obsessed with multi level marketing. Shit. I would crush it. Crush it. I know. I'm Arbonne? Obsessed. Uh, Herbalife. Uh, oh, j- you meet me at the local 24-hour fitness. We're having a little get-together. We're And you're going to be down my line. Like, mm-hmm. we, you and I yeah, would have yeah, run yeah. it. Oh, no. And you're going to be rich. <laughs> I like making other people rich. That's my kink. Yes. I, I'm obsessed with networking, too. I don't know what's in this pill, <laughs> but we're both going to be millionaires. Based on charm well, and charisma alone. You are the best because I get a high off networking too. Like I texted you about something. You're like, what do you need? Okay, here's 10 people. This is These are their numbers. This is what you're going to do. Oh, you need paint? This is like, <laughs> like it could be anything. Yeah. Paint, tires, whatever. Yeah. You're like, I got a guy. Yeah, like you have this person's number. I'm like, yeah. I'll get you on a text chain with them in 25 seconds. I'm obsessed with less. having a guy or uh, a gal. Oh yeah, I've got your guy oh, for everything. It makes me hot and horny to be like, what do you need? You need I have a, sod for your lawn? I got a guy. I kind of am. Eric Andre texted me the other day and he's like, what's the peptide hookup? I was like, why are you asking me about this? He's like, everyone said you're the person to ask. And I was like, this is my dream <laughs> to like be the yellow pages for all my friends. Like for, you got to ask Whitney. For tastemaking though. We're tastemakers. Oh, I maybe. Me, not so much. <laughs> you like, just got the plug. 
And then now what's happening? Now you're what? still touring like an animal. I'm still touring. Yeah, I thought I was going to take some time off. And now they're like, let's go to Australia. How do you do Australia. your podcast? You do it when you... I do it when I'm home, home. in Atlanta. Okay. I'm home for one day a week. I go into the studio. I record the podcast. And then I'm back on the road. It's okay. insane. So yeah, uh, trying to get this TV show picked up. Let's go. Um, yeah, writing. I want to act more and do all that. Good. But we're, I'm on the road. I'm about to shoot my next special next week. Nice. So that's great in Atlanta, which will be amazing. And then just... Did that thing work out that we're not yeah, going to say yeah, what it was? Yeah. Uh huh. We're yeah. We're figuring it out. Good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. So it's all been good. Good. I'm just shaking my tits for cash. Just doing the damn thing. You know, I'm I'm doing the damn thing. Maybe. We didn't really know each other that well on Chelsea lately. I never worked on Chelsea lately. Why did Why does it and say he that? And texted on, me the other day about Ray and said that? he worked there or or whatever. No, that you on my talk, he, he I, no, Ray never worked for you. I was confused. I called Ray and I go, Ray, did you ever work for Whitney? He's like, No, I was like 16 when like. But he was there. Was he? He, Raymond Padilla? Yeah, no, he's never worked for you. <laughs> he said, it must have been another fat gay Mexican. <laughs> Wait, literally one of her friends. Okay, so I Googled her and her husband, and it was a picture of her and her gay friend, Raymond. Yeah. And she was like, oh, Raymond's my friend. I'm like, no, I know Ray. I've worked with Ray before. Yeah. He used to work for Busy, so that might be why you, you met Oh, him. it might have been yeah. on Busy tonight. Yes, that's probably what it was. I yeah. just. <sighs> no, I never worked for Chelsea. I never worked for anybody. Well, it's on Wikipedia that you did. Oh, well. Almost positive. I worked at Soul Cycle. Remember, I gave you my business card and I audited. <laughs> I opposed to the soulless cycle the of soulless the comedy cycle. shows. And everybody would come in there. I would ask for a job. Because like even before I knew you, I felt like I knew you. Yeah. I also have that very familiar face where people are like, mm. I just know her. <sighs> or I'm like, have some. I'm, I'm going to find this for you because Maybe I was like, I remember I, going like, why didn't we know each other better on Chelsea lately? It's because I used to wait on you all the time. I was the first line of defense at SoulCycle. So you would come in, be like, hey, and I'm like, hey, wait, got you. Here's my business card. And you would not pay attention. I, Every day that you came in to exercise is because you were on this endorphin high. I would be like, here's a water. Here's a towel. I was the one who waited on you. Every time you came I would come in and I would like buy a candle and leave. Every time. <laughs> and then I would put my business card, slide it in the candle. I wouldn't even put them at the bottom of the bag. I'd slide it in where the candle was because I thought you would open it. And then I realized you were probably just giving them as gifts. <laughs> so all of your I other friends. It was like 20 candles later that I was like, everybody else that's in Whitney's life is getting my business card. It's not Whitney. <laughs> because had I known, I would have been like, this bitch is a money train. Yeah. I just thought, because I, I adored you. And so I was like, I made these cheesy little business cards on Vistaprint. And I was like, I'm just going to start giving them to all the female comedians that come in to be like, can I be your sister? Sarah Silverman would come in. Yeah. She did SoulCycle. Yeah. Um, who else did? I mean, everybody did. Yeah. It, I got annoyed. I, I got annoyed by it. I got annoyed that like, it, it was like, I, I don't know. It felt like a lot of publicists. A lot of publicists. Yeah. It felt like a lot of publicists, like listening to like inspiring. I don't know. It just felt. And there's no soul in the soul cycle. Um, no. I mean, and then also they would, I don't do this thing where exercise instructors get to just be mean to you uh -huh. and like publicly humiliate you. Uh, I had like a, I do that on my own. That's I had a mic thing. pack thrown at my head when I was in the back, like cleaning, like the headset. Somebody came in and they had like, you know, a song skipped or whatever. And and this somebody threw a mic pack and I had to like dodge it. Yeah, that's uh -huh. a no. It's a no. There's um uh someone I know, she her like when you do spins whatever there's your shoe locks into the right. pedal like and there's a, like a screw that pops up and her foot popped out and it's filleted filleted <gasps> yeah yeah her entire shin filleted the entire shin mm -hmm. and I was like I'm done yeah <laughs> I was obviously looking for an excuse I'm like well it's just not safe I just can't get filleted uh, let me tell you if you came in late to the class and the bikes are so squished together I had to go in there and I would have to like no. plug in like literally no. clip in celebrities feet no. like when Madonna would come her shoes would already be clipped in then she'd just no. slide her shoes in and I said fire <laughs> and you're like trying to the nightmare. It doesn't have to be that dark. Somebody bit their tongue once in a oh! cycle class and there was blood everywhere because it's very viscous. So this guy comes out, he's got a towel full of blood and he's like, I bit my tongue during class. And this was before you had like PPE. Stop doing a Raymond Padilla impression. <laughs> That's where Ray and I met working at SoulCycle. No way! We were, we were the two chubby kids working the front desk, always hungover. I was always in like a catatonic stupor going in there. I, I don't blame you. Sorry. No, do, I was, do not I was apologize. just like, am I going to get through this? I don't know. Do not apologize. 
And then we would. Is he, Pixie gonna yell at me? Pixie, sweet Pixie. I love Pixie. Love Pixie. Shout out to Pixie. It was Rourke who scared me. Yeah, they, they were just all of them were very yeah. scary. Yeah. Well, it was wild to see that they had like these psycho fans and stalkers. <gasps> Dude, don't even get me started on the Soul Cycle instructor cults where mm-hmm. like it was like people would go there 45 minutes early and they would try to hang out with them. I was like, I like, don't know. This, is, this person is not your friend. Ben, I love. I love Ben. Ben, ben Bruckner. He was the my best. guy. Yeah. He was my guy. Because he would literally play like random he, like EDM. I was kind of in his goal. I yeah. was, I would be like, when I would see him on Instagram hanging out with other people in the class, I'd be jealous. <laughs> I'm like, this is like high school. This is ridiculous. We would also have to sometimes like deal with the stalkers. Like there were times where we had like people's faces in the no. back. And I'm like, okay. No. Yeah, well, for a lot of the female instructors too. Uh-huh. And then I used to wait on the Beckhams all the time. And they were so lovely and so kind. But Victoria one day just low-key asked me, so do, do you do this a lot? And I was in the best shape of my life. I was like, yeah, I actually spend twice a day. And she's like, all right. Like, I could tell. She was kind of like, all right, okay. Yep. Uh-huh. And then I told her my first concert was the Spice Girls, and she didn't like that. Because I think it aged her. And I was like, you understand. Interesting. Uh-huh. I have started getting the... um I've loved you since I was a kid. And I'm like, oh. <sighs> uh-huh. Oh. Okay. Oh, it's yeah. like being shot. Like <laughs> you have been, you have been shot. And I, I should have, I like, I should have inserted foot and mouth, but no, yeah. It's no. bad when the celebrities come in. They're like, no. do you do this you exercise? You can't hurt a billionaire's feelings. That's true. That's science. That is true. But I did get to technically go to second base with David Beckham because I was letting somebody in late into the class and you know, the bikes are squished. So he was on the front row and I had to help somebody clip in and I got up and I, my tits were right on his shoulder <laughs> and he was so nice about it. And like, he has not felt tits in a very long time. Exactly. And he was like, don't worry about it it and kind of winked at me and I came out of that room and I was glowing I was like guys David Beckham is feeling the vibes yeah yeah I mean I've got dirt on everybody I bet mm-hmm. I remember one time it was closed for Beyonce oh yeah she was lovely yeah oh, lovely always, always. Lovely. the best Charlie Theron the nicest person on the, the nicest planet. nicest uh, mm-hmm. I remember I would Carrie Mulligan would come mm-hmm. and Michelle Monaghan like we had the best yeah yeah and now when I see some of these people out and about in the the world, I'm like, yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. You tapped it back. You tapped it back. Uh huh. Uh huh. You were always late. You were 15 minutes late to class every <laughs> oh, time. So oh, so annoying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So if you're an aspiring um, actor or comedian, go work at a gym in LA. This is like, do. I don't, this is the kind of gossip that I'm like on the edge of my seat. Soul yeah. cycle gossip. I'll tell you off air who is the fucking worst. Uh, then we're gonna wrap. <laughs> we gotta get her out. She has shit to do. Um, okay, that I never had. I love you so much. Thank you for doing this. Thank I know how busy you are. No, you're the best. Um, you're just such a dream. This special, like, it was it's like a sweater on your heart. It is that. so f-ing funny. And then also, I love has like some pathos and is just like a delight. You're Thank just you. a tune dream. in for that neck. You're a. Ju- <laughs> We are neck and neck in terms of our specials. That's right. Coming out. Heather Ringman, I end these awkwardly. No right elephants. I love you. 